Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Status Anxiety, written by the renowned British writer Alain de Button. In the novel The Red and the Black, the author Stendhal tells the story of Julian, a carpenter's son who leads a miserable life due to his humble background. Julian is a fervent admirer of Napoleon because Napoleon abolished the long-standing feudal system and aristocracy, and advocated meritocracy. Many senior officials in Napoleon's government came from the underclass. Julian dreams of following in the footsteps of his hero with his intelligence and abilities. However, Julian lives in the time of the Restoration, an era in which there was rigid social stratification. It was hardly possible then for ordinary people to improve their social status. Therefore, Julian employs all kinds of disgraceful methods to improve his status. He initially seduces the mayor's wife, and then worms his way into the Marquis's daughter's confidence. Julian thought that he could take this opportunity to achieve his dream of becoming a noble, but he ends up facing the brutal reality of death from the guillotine. The anxiety for social status possessed Julian. This kind of stress is ubiquitous among humans. The British writer Alain de Button discusses this phenomenon in his book Status Anxiety. The book made a painstaking investigation into the causes of status anxiety, and explored ways to relieve this kind of concern from the various perspectives of philosophy, art, politics, and religion. After publication, the book gained tremendous popularity among British readers. It was later translated into dozens of languages and sold well all over the world. A documentary adaptation of this book with the same title similarly gained extensive praise after its release and made its way around the world. The author of this book Alain de Button was born in Zurich, Switzerland in 1969. He graduated from Gonville and Keyes College at Cambridge University, majoring in history. He then earned his Master of Philosophy from King's College London. He now resides in London, England. Alain de Button writes in English, but he is also fluent in French, German, and Spanish. He has published books in several different fields, including Essay in Love, How Proust Can Change Your Life, and The Consolations of Philosophy. In 2011, he became a Fellow of the Royal Society of Literature. Many praise him saying that his style of writing makes obscure subjects, such as literature, philosophy, and the arts, more accessible to readers from all walks of life. Next, we'll be exploring the essence of this book in two parts. Part 1 – Causes Part 2 – Solutions Status anxiety comes from the qualms we have about our position in the world we live in. It's rooted in the concern that we can't reach the standards for success that society sets for us. Status anxiety is the result of civilization and is a byproduct of history. Alain de Button puts forward five causes of such anxiety. Let's examine them one by one. The first cause is lovelessness. We tend to think that people pursue status for fortune, fame, and influence. However, Alain de Button digs deeper and incisively points out that the natural longing in our innermost being is love. A prominent position brings about more admiration and love. Fame and fortune are merely a manifestation of love rather than the ultimate pursuit. 
Love based on this premise is more like a social attribute that represents the attention and esteem of others. We can live a satisfying life if others know who we are, remember what we like, and consider our needs. Having all of this is enough to make a person live happily. This kind of love is no less than the love of a couple. Why do we strive in life? Adam Smith asked the same question in his masterpiece theory of moral sentiments. To what purpose is all the toil and bustle of this world? What is the end of avarice and ambition, of the pursuit of wealth, power, and preeminence? He also provided his answer. To be observed, to be attended to, to be taken notice of with sympathy, complacency, and approbation, are all the advantages which we can propose to derive from it. The rich can obtain such attention merely because of their wealth, but the poor cannot. Therefore, the poor feel neglected, and such a feeling of being ignored makes them more ashamed of their poverty. The reason why it's so important to gain others' attention is that such recognition represents what other people think of us. People's evaluation of themselves is entirely subject to judgment by the society in which they live, and an individual's wealth and social status happen to inform such judgments. As a result, people want to clutch this golden key that opens up the palace of love and positive judgments. This is why people long for a prominent social standing, and this longing manifests in status anxiety. The second cause is snobbery. When one is still in their infancy, even though they cry and scream and have nothing, they are still the center of attention. The people around the infant always offer them unconditional love. However, if a grown person is capricious or penniless, those around will not be so indulgent. One can receive voluntary and spontaneous love from others when they're young, but as we get older we need to trade achievements for love. These achievements are reflected in grades when we're at school, or promotion at work, all the result of our careful and conscientious work. If you can't obtain these, you will end up being overlooked by the people around you, which is enough to give you pain. We have to earn ourselves a place in the world, which is full of snobs. And these snobs are the main reason for our status anxiety. The term snob here needs further elaboration. A snob is a word with an extremely disapproving connotation. It describes a person who despises and rebuffs those regarded as inferior, while admiring and flattering those in the higher classes. The most apparent distinction is that snobs discriminate against those they perceive as inferior. And worse, they equate people's social status with their personal value. From snobs' perspectives, only people with wealth and fame have good character and values, and conversely, impoverished people from a more humble background must be shameful and worthless. When coming into contact with snobs, we may feel angry, depressed, insignificant, even though we may possess many merits, such as wisdom, diligence, and a kind heart. As long as we lack an approbatory social status, snobs will deny our values and disregard our existence. Snobbishness is everywhere in our society, and snobs make up a substantial social group. The reason for the prevalence of snobbishness is the fear that everyone possesses in their innermost being. What lies behind their arrogance and prejudice is a deep-seated fear. And this kind of thinking is passed down to successive generations. Elders instill such values to their sons and daughters, and telling them that it is a tragedy to be in the lower class. Consequently, the next generations will consider belonging to a higher status as a sign of eminence and nobility. 
Knowing this can help us better understand the source of arrogance of European aristocrats throughout history. We can get a glimpse of such a phenomenon in the movie Titanic, where Rose's mother incessantly instills such an idea into Rose. In actuality, a person who is genuinely confident about their status will not regard belittling others as a good thing. Only those who are afraid that they are inferior to others will try to lift themselves up by dwarfing others. Although young generations are more inclined to reject snobbishness, it is hard for them to throw off this shackle, because snobbishness is a pervasive social malady. People will put themselves in a hard situation if they try to distance themselves from it. It's just like how a Luddite struggles to survive in an era where the internet and smartphones have virtually become primary necessities. However, we should not overly criticize snobs, because such a tendency is the result of a desire for dignity and frustration that comes with it, which undoubtedly adds a tang of tragedy to their story. And that concludes our explanation for the snobbishness that causes status anxiety. Let's look at the third cause, expectation. We've mentioned earlier that status anxiety is rooted in the sense of worry we feel about our place in the world. We fear that we cannot meet the standards for success that society sets for us. Such anxiety in the modern world is omnipresent. It occurs to all despite their wealth or social status. Moreover, the more a country or region is influenced by globalization, the more pervasive this anxiety will be among the people in that region. When we look back to a poorer and simpler time in the far past, such stress was rare. This is because in ancient times society had a rigid hierarchy. People at that time were satisfied of their social standing, and even people in the bottom class accepted that they were born to be slaves. They had low expectations in life and resigned themselves to suffering. Things have changed in the last few centuries. The old feudal system was smashed by the development of capitalism and the two world wars. Emerging countries especially the United States, started spreading the idea of democracy and freedom to surrounding countries, and then to the world. The perseverance of Benjamin Franklin and many other thinkers inspired countless people to believe that a small potato can also become a big shot through his effort. The American History Guidebook The Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin changed many people's lives, and Franklin's life is considered by some to be the prototype of modern success stories. The ideologies of democracy, freedom, and meritocracy have only intensified in modern times, spread across the globe along with the economic globalization, and are enthusiastically welcomed. Anyone can imagine themselves becoming the next Bill Gates or Taylor Swift, even if they are out of food or scant of clothes. Under these new waves of ideals, people began to have ever higher expectations for themselves. They want to have equality, freedom, entitlement and superior status. This is not only reflected in the desire to become a member of the upper class. Even in daily life, jealousy among neighbors can cause deep anxiety. People don't have as strong a feeling about a stranger having a billion dollars, but they cannot stand an acquaintance who is even a little more than them, even if it's their close friend. People are afflicted by jealousy, because they fear others becoming superior to them. Expectations are often more than real needs, and many people are continually dissatisfied with their current situation and feel their dreams are unfulfilled. Therefore, a haunting sense of anxiety becomes the price we pay. As a result, this is the third cause of status anxiety, expectation. 
the fourth cause is meritocracy. At the beginning of this bookie, we have pointed out that the impact of poverty on self-esteem will to an important extent be decided by the way that poverty is interpreted and accounted for by the community. In modern society, explanations for the cause of poverty are often critical, which makes people feel embarrassed and anxious, because their humble status is often interpreted as a lack of effort or even laziness by others. In the pre-modern society, religious, literary, artistic, and philosophical people, were committed to promoting and respecting social values. As a result, people were comforted spiritually and able to cast off much anxiety. In the Middle Ages and even earlier, religion divided humans into three categories, the clergy, aristocrats, and peasants. This was widely accepted to be the will of God. Different social classes are interdependent. So even if people were poor, back then it was not considered to be their fault. The poor made significant contributions to society and deserved to be respected. Moreover, religion warned that the poor would be the first to enter heaven, while the rich would have a much more difficult time getting in because of their greed. Later on, some thinkers represented by Jean-Jacques Rousseau, incisively warned the world that the affluents are corrupted and degraded, they plunder the poor to achieve their wealth. A century after the publication of Rousseau's Discourse on the Origin of Inequality, Karl Marx argued that exploitation by capitalists would result in poverty. These thinkers further drilled down the idea that the humble were worthy of respect, while the rich may be despicable. However, the 18th century saw the rise of a new school of thought that was symmetrically opposed to what we just discussed. It stressed that it is the upper crust that made the real contributions to society. Both David Hume's A Treatise on Human Nature and Adam Smith's Inquiry into the Nature and Causes of the Wealth of Nations, defended the social function of the rich to no small extent. They argued that the planning and allocation of social resources by the rich not only brought fortune for themselves, but also benefit society. In the feudal era, the ineffective and incompetent children of prominent families would still occupy important governmental posts. But under the rule of Napoleon, people competed fairly based on talent to secure these posts, and this concept of meritocracy was adopted by his successors. From then on, people started to value talent, learning, and education. Slowly but surely, meritocracy and elite education became established in society. Tremendous progress was made in meritocracy in the 19th and 20th century. Since then, the United States has been the world leader in elite education. Assessment systems for university admission came into being, and the Equal Opportunities Commission was also established, that is the national employment system aiming to replace ignorant and incompetent officials with a new elite. Worship of the elite class quietly changed people's view on the morality previously associated with the rich and poor. Under these circumstances, lower classes could obtain social status through fair competitions, such as getting admitted into an elite university. Even so, many people still struggle with poverty. This brutal life of competition often characterized as Darwinism, not only intensifies the bitterness of poverty-stricken life but also spiritually torment the poor. The more prevalent the elite worship culture is, the more intense the status anxiety will be. Nowadays, people have started to reflect on such a phenomenon. The book Excellent Sheep which summary is available on our platform, pierces the dilemma of the American elite education system. 
All these social phenomena led Alain de Button to draw the conclusion that meritocracy leads to status anxiety and a feeling of anguish in those living in poverty. Now that we have a rough idea of how meritocracy leads to status anxiety, let's dive into the last cause, dependence. In traditional society, it was family lineage that determines one's social status. As a result, it was hard to improve one's social standing. Modern society has abolished such a rigid hereditary system, and has made personal achievement the defining aspect of our social status. However, individual gains are limited by many uncertain factors. These constraints lead to our status anxiety. Alain de Button summarizes the dependence on these uncertain factors into five points. The first is the dependence on talents that can't be summoned at will. If you want to be successful and obtain an enviable social status, you must be able to showcase your talent in the right place at the right time. However, we can't always grasp when and how we can put our best foot forward. The second is the dependence on luck. Under certain circumstances, people owe their social status to good luck, and yet they can also attribute blame to bad luck when they lose power and status. However, People are becoming more rational and refuse to use luck to explain these changes. At the same time, people become more anxious without such an explanation. The third is the dependence on the employer. Most people work for an employer. Different employers have different ways of implementing work processes, management styles, and reward and penalty system. One can enjoy their life only if they can live according to their own rhythm and will rather than being dictated by an employer. But this is a challenging goal to achieve in modern society. The fourth is being dependent on an employer's profitability. The stability of a job comes from the profitability of the company. Employees may get laid off as the company cuts costs due to making low or no profit. Commodities in modern society have a short life cycle, and the uncertainties around the success of the company's products have a direct impact on employees, chronically challenging their mental stability. The last one is the dependence on the global economy. Economic fluctuation determines that things may go contrary to our wishes. Having constant anxiety is not hysterical thinking, it is a normal reaction to the threats of the economic environment. That concludes part 1, in which we mainly discuss the five causes of status anxiety. They are lovelessness, snobbery, expectation, meritocracy, and dependence. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.